Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. I think it's actually working. I think we actually have a guest. We've gone guestless. What? For the a- first <laughs> guest of the season that's what? not in person? That's, uh, it's just amazing. And I think we have from Steel City Insider, the great Jim Wexel. Wex, are you with us? Hello? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Touchdown! <laughs> we have a guest. <laughs> this is so exciting. It is. It sounds like you're right here with us, too. That's pretty good stuff that Wes sent you there. I, I know. Uh, I don't know how much it cost me to download the app he sent me, but it's great. <laughs> it's on your dime, It's all too. free. It's all free, I swear. <laughs> as far as you know, Wex. <laughs> oh, man. It's good to have you on. Finally, in week, what, four? Here of the season of the of the regular season, we get you on. So, Wex, what is your take about the noise? <laughs> huh? I mean, the noise is starting to the the, the the is the drum being beaten a little bit, or is it just kind of like uh, they're tuning up? Um, you know, just stretching the skins out on the drums. Uh, two things. Um, I thought the noise would be loud. Uh, of course. Right. H- how could it not be? Right. Uh, replacing a legend. Yeah. And 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 uh, putting a, a, a pit, a great, a great pit quarterback who you drafted in the first round on the bench. I mean, we expect the noise. Right. And that's what I really liked about Tomlin's press conference. He knew the noise was coming and he had a steely resolve yesterday. I thought it was one of his best press conferences ever. And I I parse these things. You know, it's a cheap column. So I parse these things every, uh, what is it? What is today? Wednesday, every Wednesday morning. Yep. And, um, I just, man, and the fans aren't going to like my column and they don't like me. And I've already gotten the feedback <laughs> and I get that. And I, I like Tomlin said at the beginning of the column, you're going to hate this, but it's what strong coaches do. I don't know that people realize how difficult it is for a rookie quarterback and how important it is to show your team that you are in this to win next week. Yes. You start showing that you're rebuilding for some distant utopia. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we see these kind of weak coaches in all facets of our lives, whether they're bosses or whether they're coaching our kids or whatever. And it's, it's, I thought, I, and I expected it from Tomlin, but it, it was still important to see his resolve. And, um, I would agree with you. I, I, yeah. I mean, he made one change and that was being ridiculed on, by the media that I've seen in town, some of the media, I can't blame them all as some kind of, um, uh, threw him under the bus as, uh, some example of change, but mm-hmm. you know, in our film review, and you guys might have been saying the same thing. Our our guy for our site, Steel City Insider, just the previous day, wrote that you know Montrevious Adams is doing a better job than Tyson Alualu, and myself, I would make the change. Is what he wrote, and there then the go. change was made. So uh, how can I, how can I argue? How can I say that was a sacrifice or throwing Alualu under the bus when? My guy, my coach, who I hired to write for me and break down film, says the same thing. Mm. So yeah, no, well, and absolutely, Wax. I think I think the other thing is is that we haven't had to deal with this for eighteen years. <laughs> yeah. you, you think about that. There, there are kids about to, that that went to college this year that have not known anything but Ben Roethlisberger since birth. Like they got their little terrible towel wrapped up there at UPMC <laughs> McGee. You know, his rookie year, and they're now off to college, and they're like, wait, wait, wait a second, what was it? This number seven jersey has lasted me since since eighth grade. You mean I have to change this? I have to change this now? <laughs> I mean, people have not done that, and I think that's kind of what, what you said, the interesting thing. So when you hear the smattering of booze or the cheering for Kenny, it's like, I, you know, it's one of those things where you just want to say, shh, just, just simmer down for a second. Like, like. You haven't had to experience this. I was like, we've seen plenty of coaches, especially from Cle- the Cleveland area, that have that have tried this same theory. And where are they now? <laughs> right. Well, Brand- Brandon Whedon was a 34 year old rookie, and he they thought, well, since he's so old, he, we can throw him in from the start. How did that work? Exactly. I, I he mean, has an AARP I mean, card application in, you know? Look, I'm not saying to Kenny. Now, Kenny's 24, okay? I, I only use yeah. reading. But, uh, and, and, and that's that's some reasoning. And, you know, you, you have to expect the booze for Pickett. It's just, it's just natural. So you, yeah. you can't get angry as a coach or a player at what is inevitable. But, you know, um, Ben, as – He'll be used as fodder. Look what look how well he did. What's wrong with starting a rookie? Right. He came in for an injury, and look how Alan Fanica handled that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you felt, Max, but it's not it, these guys are salty. Even though they were coming off a six and ten season, they still had high hopes for that year <laughs> and that week. And so uh, the, Ben came in by an injury. You that's how rookies should come in and then when they prove themselves you say oh wow well an injury happened and look it, it was fate yeah no well, I, I, ahead, I mean Max. and i was also a rookie too so 
I was not no. gonna. I was not gonna boo myself. You know, you were rooting <laughs> for all rookies to be put into yeah, the lineup. I, <laughs> listen, I, I, yeah, listen. I wanted to see. I wanted to see Ben. I wanted to see Ricardo Coakley. <laughs> I wanted to see Willie Parker. I wanted to see me, Bo Lacey, you know, Matt Kranchik, Josh Parrish, Drew Kaler. Yeah, I wanted. I want our entire rookie class to start. If you ask me, my rookie year, and we would have seen how that would have happened, but. But you're right. I mean, it, it's something that it, it, it's outside of the or, ordinary processes when you start a rookie or if you're a franchise that's completely blown it up and you're starting from scratch. And even then, you still want to have certain pieces in place before you start said rookie. Well, you know, there I used in my column today, there was one rookie uh, drafted in the second half of the first round because those teams aren't blowing it up the second half of the first round, who had success. He started in the opener. And that was Flacco, who they're seeing this week, right. uh, driving the point home. Yeah. And Flacco, um, you know, you know uh, 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 Kyle Bowler was injured in like the second preseason game and ruled out for the year. And then Troy Smith, their number two, developed uh, some kind of illness, some syndrome. I, 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 it's a French name. I don't know. But he, he got sick. And so Flacco started the opener and took him to the AFC Championship game and served it up to Troy Polamalu when the game was on the line. Right. I, I mean, yeah. even veteran Joe Flacco could have done that. But uh, I'm, I, I, he's the only one. And then someone gave me Mac Jones today. Well, you know, because he went 10-7 and seven as a rookie and got into the playoffs. But... Um, you know, Tom Brady was two years removed. Cam Newton had come in and failed, and they had no other veteran in their uh, um, uh, uh, on their roster other than Brian Hoyer, 36, knows his place as a backup, has started two games in seven years for Belichick. So I don't think Mac Jones is a good example. And, no, and no. you know, signing Trubisky happened before they drafted Pickett. They were looking at the worst class of quarterbacks in how many years, according to the experts. How did they know they were going to get picket? They didn't. Yeah. So they jumped yeah. on Trubisky. Whereas I, I was, I'm a, a Mason Rudolph guy. You know that fans already hate me anyway. So. <laughs> well, I was there with you, but go ahead, no, finish but it, it, finish it off. But it, but it, it, off, is, it is where it is. <laughs> but let me let me throw this out at you guys. Two guys that I really respect so much. Number one, of course, is the great Chuck Knoll. Uh, Coach Knoll always, always stood tall in the decision-making process, and he took a lot of heat too. But he always used to say, change for the sake of change is no change. And here's the thing about it. Once you make that move to Kenny Pickett, there's no going back. I mean, you, no. you can't turn around and say, okay, uh, the, you know, bad quarter here. Let's go back to, to, to uh, you know, Mitch. We bring him in. or No, this it, it, it's not. You just can't. And that, to me, is, is huge. And the other quote uh, from somebody that I really respect was, is also the late, great Joe Paterno. And Joe Paterno once said, I'd rather be a year late than a year early. And he was talking about in the past in reference to a player that he had played that he always felt that he, he should have held back, but he played him early and he felt like he ruined the kid because the kid didn't have the success that he that you know you hopefully would have, and it just played on his, you know his uh, his whole demeanor, and he just never became the player that he thought that Joe thought he could have become. And I think those two parameters are, are important to keep in mind. Well, I, I I hesitate to use Paterno's 
quote, because I, I don't know that Kenny Pickett can be ruined by a bad experience. Right. That's true. I, I, I'm not so sure about that. It's possible. I mean, there's some possibility of all that. And I'm not talking about just being ruined, though, Wax. <laughs> I'm also talking about not achieving the success early on that you want. And there's a time and a place. And I think coaches True. have a better one-on-one -on -one mentality of what's going on between the ears of a young man than anybody else. We out here on the outside, we have no idea the conversations and some of the critical things that have gone on behind the scenes as, as they've prepared week in and week out is all I'm saying. Uh, exactly. He knows what Kenny knows. The team knows. That's what's important is not right. losing your team. The team knows and, and, and um, you know, the, the other thing, you know, when Ben came in, and Max, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know for two years we talked to Ken Wisenhunt about how much he had to dumb down. I, I hate to use the term, but, you know, he had to simplify the offense for the rookie quarterback. And, <laughs> you know, that fits the philosophy of overcoaching. You know, maybe that's what everybody ought to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, well, but. Yeah, you're right. You, you you can't use your full offense, I believe. I don't know what Mitch knows. I do believe Mitch is getting better. I do believe that line's getting better. I do believe the run game's getting better incrementally. But go yeah. ahead, Max. Well, no, I was just going to say, I mean, you have to remember, for the first what, three years of Ben's career, his stat line was when he threw 25 or less passes in a game, we had like a – 85% like win percentage. It was like it was like stupid what 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 the number was because right. we knew we needed to be a run team, give Ben some measured play action, some quick throws, right? Some quick little now routes and then throw some screens in there and that was it. Like if Ben had to get into a shootout in that game, we weren't going to win it and you know and, and you have to also remember we were calling the hots. Wex we were we, we were making the hot side adjustments for Ben at the nice. line of scrimmage as an offensive line. So, you know, when we talk about, oh, oh yeah, well, it worked with Ben, but we also, I mean, let's just be fair here. Ken Wisenhunt as an OC was a lot different than what Matt Canada is as an OC as far as their style and, and what they do. And Wiz was coming from that background of, we were a run first, and it was also an era where you ran the football first. So you had a big offensive line that we, you right. had to make the run work before you even thought about passing the football. And it was also a league that dictated that. Today's league is you're passing so much, you're trying to confuse, you're trying to misdirect, but you also realize that with all that changing and watching, watching the coverage change as a guy goes in motion to now – Okay, now where's my new site adjustment? Okay, I got to remic the ID. You know, I got to do a remic ID. Um, I have to I have to flow this over. My hot has now moved to one side to the other, and it's so much more information to take in for a young quarterback. And that's why it's very rare when you see one succeed out the gates. Think about the ones that we think of great quarterbacks right now, right, Wex? We're thinking what Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year yep. behind Alex Smith. Russell Wilson, I mean, well, we, Russell Wilson's struggling right now in Denver, but I think that's more so Nathaniel Hackett than anything else. Um, but he sat before he went, and he eventually won that job um, because the I can't remember the quarterback's name, but he just wasn't that good. 
And, you know, Russell came in and they, they limited him in his playbook and play calling. Lamar sat behind Joe Flacco. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Right? We look at all of these classic examples when we're thinking about teams and you don't have a everybody has to sit at some point if they want to be really good. And like you said, Ben, it literally took all three quarterbacks getting injured, Wex, before Ben got in the game. <laughs> I mean, you uh, lose I, I Charlie in preseason this, and St. Pierre. Yeah. I, I will say this, Max. Uh, this team, you know, the coordinator is similar to Wisenhunt in that he believes in the run game. Uh, and he can't get it ignited. He doesn't have Alan Fanica, Jeff Hardings, Marvell Smith, or Max Starks. I, yeah. I mean, but the line's making progress. It is. Look how well those tackles yeah. are playing. Yeah. How many times did we hear Dan Moore going up against Miles Garrett? I know he got helped, but still, Chooks Okorafor is the MVP of the line. And that, that re-signing was ridiculed. Yeah. And the three interior guys, I think, are making progress. The run game's making progress. Najee's looking better. I don't know if he's fully healthy. Jalen Warren's looking great. Yep. So... That's coming. It's nowhere near the 2004 Steelers run game. But I think the intention is there, and I think they're working at it still. Here's the thing, Wex. Again, I go back to the first half of Cleveland. The Steelers scored more points than Cleveland. The Steelers rushed for more yards than Cleveland. The Steelers had more first downs than Cleveland. Time of possession was relatively close, number of plays, that sort of thing. Look, it was working, and it was only in the second half when they started to falter really bad and offensively and it's the deck of cards that because you got a vulnerable defense already that pulling out and, and going three and out when you got a team that can just absolutely take over time yeah. of possession and ram it down your throat that's that's incredibly discouraging and that really to me that's what filleted the Steelers offense you know I go I go back to that last third or second third and three and outs when Max and I were talking about the double-A barrel thing. I mean, he had receivers open. But then Najee, who made the block earlier on a blitz pickup, flipped the guy like like a bull, flipping a guy in the air, right? No, he didn't get the block on Phillips. Phillips beat Najee. Najee then Phillips sacked Trubisky. And it's a third and three. You know, and it's just those little things that just aggravate the living bejeepers out of you that, be, that puts your defense in a more vulnerable position to have to go out there yet again to wrest the ball away from a, a pretty ferocious run attack. I, I can't disagree with any of that. Um, I, I did disagree. You know, Tomlin put it on the defense in the second half. Uh, he could have put it on the offense. We're going three straight three and outs at a crucial time when the game changed. But the, but if he would have done that, then he'd have had to answer why he doesn't change his quarterback. Then <laughs> maybe that's yeah. <laughs> well. Again, I go change for the sake of change is no change. You know what I mean? Well, that's Wolf, but Wolf, uh, just to take the fan side, Kenny Pickett looked yeah. great in preseason, and everyone should be excited that they, it looks like they have a future quarterback on the roster. Yes, and but preseason. So much- let me ask you this: When you go to Briar's Ice Cream and you go get some. Uh, Vanilla, you enjoy that, right? You just get a nice vanilla cone, all right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you go back another time, and you got all the sprinkles, you got all the crunchies, you got all the, you know, maybe you got the, some chocolate and everything. All of a sudden, you go, wow, all dialed up here. It's getting hard to make a decision on what you want. 
because in the preseason, it's all vanilla. It's all fine. And then you get into the season, and those defensive coordinators, they start drawing trends and everything else about what you're doing. They got a book on you. And then all of a sudden, things get a little more complicated. And that's the the, the thing. Preseason matters, and regular season reps matter. And, and Mitch Trubisky sat for a year last year behind Josh Allen. All right, he was he was not out there taking live reps in the regular season, and these he's coming along. He's still coming along, and I I hope that they just stay the, the stay the course right now. You've got to bite down hard on your mouth guard, and maybe even duct tape your chin strap in. But it, it's a little rough, but I think it's going to even out. Okay, well that teaches me to play devil's advocate with Mr. <laughs> no, Wolfley. No, 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 <laughs> I blew it. I'm sorry. That, that messed I up the whole Jesus. segment. I'm glad. No, I'm glad you said that about preseason. However, Kenny did look great, mm -hmm. and everybody should be excited about that. Absolutely. No, this yeah. kid is going to be I'm, – yeah. I'm excited about his future, his potential future. Right now, since we're living in Realville, and right now we're sitting at one and two, it's all about – you have a chance to take the Jets this weekend. And they don't have Joe Flacco. They got Joe Fossil at quarterback, okay? Right now he's Ooh. struggling. He's hey, he his last game, okay, last game against Cincy. Yeah. He had two fumbles, two interceptions. You know, he's not protecting the ball. And that's one of the things you can say about Mitch. He's been protecting the ball, at least, you know, at the very least. But there's more to be had there. And I I say just it's gotta in my mind, most humbly, stay the course, grit down hard on your mouth guard and, and just bear the, the adversity. I agree. It's just like growing hair, right, Wex? You know, I can't ask Wolf this. I can ask you. Uh, you know, there's going there's going to be that ugly period where you're like, I just want to chop it off. Like, no, 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 no. If you want long flowing locks, you you, you have to bear this pain right now so that you can let the t top down, right? Hey, <laughs> what happens hey. when the when when the when the, be, the no hair is worse than the hair, and the hair was bad to start with? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was pretty ugly looking into my sink this morning after combing my hair. So I don't know if those locks are, are still flowing these days, Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, but you still got it up top, though, Wax. You still got it up top. <laughs> oh my funny. God. Yeah. Well, hey, we we got to go to break. We're gonna let him go after my terrible analogy there. Uh, Wes, thank you, sure you so much for joining us. You, you haven't had <laughs> yeah, one in a long time. I, I know, exactly. It's like, all right, so our first and last grand opening, grand closing of our phone line <laughs> with Jim Wexel. <laughs> Thanks, Wex. All right, guys. Thanks, Wex. Good talking to you. Oh, good talking to you, too. All right, that was a great Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. Hopefully, you know, we'll get him to join more often, and hopefully we'll get the rest of our normal guest lineup soon, very soon, as soon as we figure out if everybody could understand the technology of Master Splinter, Euler. Um, Who loves you, baby? apps on phones. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I do want to make sure I, I point out, you know, before we go to break, that you can subscribe to SNR's newest podcast. The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports is talking nothing but Steeler. That's right. It's Savard on Steelers. And new episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe today. They're available everywhere you can podcastify. Steelers, iHeart, I said SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere. Just, just, just type it in. You know, or in fact, go to your Alexa smart speaker and ask her to find it for you. Um, but uh, when we come back, Wolf, yes. I do want to start just kind of 
shaping the mindset. You kind of hit it earlier with, with Joe Fossil, <laughs> a.k.a. Joe Flacco. Um, but kind of let, 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 let's start looking at, you know, the Jets as far as, you know, what, what they do have at quarterback. I think also <clears throat> we had some sound from Coach Tomlin also previewing the Jets in his weekly press conference. We'll do that and more here on In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN and, a- and SNR. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back in the locker room. That Wolf, that was just such a great segment <laughs> with Jim Wexel. Yeah. And that just makes you realize how much we, we miss having our guests. <laughs> and, of course, also... Also, our callers as well. We do miss True. our callers. I know I've gotten a lot of a lot of uh, comments on my Twitter feed about you know what's wrong with the phone lines and right. we're efforting. Trust me, we're trying to get that back. Don't worry, we miss you guys too. Yes, um, it's not that we're trying to uh, you know that that we're trying to evade it. It's just you know some technicalities. Apparently, there's other ninja assassins in the uh, the wires that are trying to prevent us from doing that. But luckily, we I mean, we were able to have our first guest of the year. Look at that. We're Yahoo. at week four and finally got a guest that wasn't up at training camp walking by, and we just snatched him up off the grass. Um, and so, by the way, Max, tomorrow we hope to have the great Jerry Dulac on. At, Ooh, the, the, yeah, cool, the cool, cool breeze, breeze himself. Hey, there's no more yes. hoping now, fellas. Only okay. doing. Okay. Oh, okay. Like Yoda, okay. There like Yoda said, there is no try. Oh, that's right. There we go. I love it. There we go. Nice little Star Wars reference there. I like that. Um, I like that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I I think you know back to kind of what we what 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 you talked about during that interview when you called him Joe Fossil. So. I have this where I call you call him a fossil, mm-hmm. coach calls him a Flacco. Yes. So which one is it going to be? I mean, when you look at Joe Flacco, yes. Did he take did he take the death sentence and go to the New York Jets because you just want to ride the wave and just sit on the bench and hold a clipboard? Yeah, I'm sure he probably did because you know you 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 spent a first round draft pick on Zach Wilson and we'll see. It looks like he's progressing and that he'll be back soon. But you know, Joe Flacco. It has been, you know, has gone through this many a times before. This is this is old hat for him, but you look at, yeah, he he struggled against Cincinnati. By the way, can I just say this ahead of time? Yes. Whoever did the Jets schedule obviously hates them. <laughs> Your first four weeks of the season, you get Baltimore, you get Cleveland, you get Cincy, and us. You literally are in the AFC East. And you get the AFC North as your first four games, and you look at like Miami's already had two division games by now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, somebody does not want to see the Jets fly at all. But, um, but Joe Flacco, I mean, like you said, he's been up and down. It, it, it's it's for as great as it is, is as worse as it goes. You know, you think about, you know, two weeks ago. You have that game in Cleveland, right? And you win in the last final seconds. Like he puts up an amazing game, but then you have the stinker against Cleveland, and now coming into Pittsburgh. I mean, what what's been your evaluation of how you know 
thinking about the history of Joe Flacco and obviously from everything you've seen, where do you think he's at right now in his career? Well, I think I, he's he's obviously uh, he, he's a backup, and he's at that point in time where he's a solid veteran backup. Look, I, I had some fun with calling him Joe Fossil. I mean, you know, the fact is, New York Times, I think it was New York Times, whatever I was reading, it was said, called him a fossil. You know, I just thought it just it was just a little bit of fun. But I had the utmost respect for his career and for his abilities. I mean, this guy is capable of throwing the rock. Now, he ran into a buzzsaw in Cincinnati last week. He was hit, he was sacked four times and hit nine more times, okay? That's that's taking that's like being a human pinata back there. Well, lo and behold, they've got issues at tackle. They're on their third or fourth uh, left tackle. They just signed Cedric Oboehi, who was also a ex-Cincinnati Bengal guy, but they put him on the practice squad because they've run through a bunch of guys at left tackle, and they still have issues of the, across the rest of the line. The fact is, he's been sacked nine times thus far, but in three games, he's thrown the ball 155 times, Max. I mean, that's there's not much support and work there in the run game, right? I mean, it's it's a little bit tough. And when they put all that on a, a guy like Joe, uh, I think you're going to have those mixed results. He's had got five touchdowns, three INTs. Um, I I liked the opportunity the Steelers have to get back on a winning track with the Jets coming into Acrisure this weekend. No, you're absolutely right, and and you know. They actually took a kid by the name of Max Mitchell in the fourth round um, this year. He actually was a Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year. An offensive tackle got Conference Player of the Year. When, mm. when does that happen? Never. So, yeah, and, and he's a good kid. Actually, Darnell Stapleton coached him down at La- oh, Lafayette. Oh, really? Yeah, so D-State coached him uh, and, you know, raved about him. I met him at Combine. He was a great kid. But, uh, yeah. Great kids don't necessarily make great players, uh, in all in all <laughs> intents and purposes. And the, well, when it comes to opponents, I mean, yeah. ours are all great, by the way, for the Steelers. Yeah, they don't you have go. a bad one in the bunch. <laughs> no, but uh, but no, it, it's going to be a challenge for this young man coming in. And you know, when you get your when you draw your first assignment and your first assignment's against the Steelers' pass rush, that's never a good day in the books, especially when you're already shaky on the offensive line and you rolled through tackles and lost a bunch of you know a bunch of them. From preseason to now but uh, you know when I look at Joe Joe still has a little he still has a live arm I know yes. he's a backup and I know you know he, the the neurons and the synapses aren't firing as quickly but um but he still has a live arm because like I said I look at that Cleveland game and that that's where you worry hey can, if he gets a spark he gets a rhythm mm-hmm. he can become the Joe Flacco of old that we've True. grown to loathe and 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 detest from Baltimore, <laughs> um, you know, because I look at that 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 sixty six yard bomb to uh, Corey Davis. Yes, you know, and you do have some good young receivers in there with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, both first rounders um, over the last couple of years um, at that position. And I think you know Tyler Conklin's a decent tight end, not a great one, but um, but yeah. And then the backfield, you have some good pieces. They just haven't put it together, and we hope they don't put it together in the run game against us. Um, But, you know, Joe, when things are going good, he can manage it pretty well. Yeah. But when he has to create, that's when it gets a problem. In fact, Coach Tomlin kind of talked about this in his presser yesterday about Joe Flacco because obviously he has a great history going up against Joe Flacco from his Baltimore days. Uh, Wes, can you play that clip for us? Flacco has played for them thus far in the regular season. Uh, We're very familiar with Joe. Joe's very 
familiar with us. Um, he still has a very big arm. He's good in big moments. Uh, he makes great decisions. He's unflappable. He's always he always has been, and that appears to remain to be the same. I'd imagine the Jets are excited about having a guy with his experience and resume uh, under the circumstances uh, being a signal caller for him. Well, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yes. You know, he acknowledged it, that the guy is big in big moments. So that means one thing, Wolf. Do you know what that means? What's that mean? We got to shrink the moments, Wolf. (laughs) Honey, I I shrunk the Flacco. Honey, I shrunk the Flacco. (laughs) There you go. That's that's what you got to do. He can't have big moments. You can't, you can't, you can't, hey, honey, I blew up the kid. You know, you can't have that. You can't blow up Flacco. Um and allow him to get into rhythm. I think that's going to be the challenge. But I think, like you said, with this offensive line, there is a crack. There is. There is an opportunity. that You know, you have some guys who haven't played, some young guys, and you have uh, musical chairs going on there. I think that's something you can take advantage of and hopefully add to that nine-sack total and get us well comfortably into the double digits by the end of the day. There's no question in my mind. You know, I look at this and I think with the – Acrisure crowd there, all right, 1 o'clock. It's an alumni weekend. They're going to have some uh, of the, the great uh, past Steelers in. There's there's just a lot of good juice going around, right? So the mojo comes. So now, can you take that into the stadium? Can you take that into the first play? Can you take that throughout the first half into the, uh, the second half? I mean, these are things that I, I, I think the opportunity for this game to be won by the Steelers, this is huge because this is a team that is vulnerable. The Jets are vulnerable, and they're vulnerable in ways that the Steelers are. We're, we're a little familiar with it. We know about the offensive line having some issues and so forth. But now, can our pass rushers make hay while the, the, the sun shines? That's the big thing, you know, being able to get after these guys. Because I do believe Joe Flacco, when he, when he gets hot, he can get hot. There's no doubt about it. And it, no matter how we want, you know, might have a little fun and jesting about the fact that he's an older dude, but he's an older dude that has been there, done that, and is capable of putting it together at any moment in time. He's also capable of being um, very normal and, uh, you know, under pressure, being, uh, you know, made to not function so well, as was shown last week against the Bengals when he fumbled twice and was INT'd twice. You know, so, you know, the fact is he's showing his age, no doubt about it, but he can still get the job done. It's the onus is on the Steelers to come out, and you're going to have to set the tone, whether you offensively or defensively, by doing the things that you need to do, whether it's three and outs or longer than three and ends uh, or three and outs on, on offense as well. <laughs> yeah. Come to think yeah. of it, yeah. No. We don't want to yeah, do that. Exactly. Come, come to think of that, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Um, no, but I, I think – you, you, you know, the Jets are just such a funky proposition, right? Right. I mean, individually, there's a lot of talent at certain places. And then other places, there's big gaps. And it's trying to make sure you cover up the ones that are good. And especially when you think about going to this game, uh, being a little shorthanded defensively in the secondary. Yeah. And knowing that you have some pretty good receivers um, that you can. So now it puts a lot more pressure on the pass rush to make sure those receivers can't get open against our guys, that we apply enough pressure early enough that you move Joe Flacco, you get him off, you get him off his, his cues, and he can't deliver a strike. Oh, but at the same time, it's, also, it's the Jets at the, right. at the end of the day. It, it is the Jets. So you don't want to give them any jet fuel um, throughout <laughs> this game. Oh, I like that. That was good. Yeah. 
All yeah, right. Yeah, that, we're at minus. A better one. And they're at minus <laughs> four, too, Max, by the way. All right. And the yeah, plus so, minus. So they, they like giving the ball away. Yes. That's, they are, they, you know, it's frequent flyer balls. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying now. I'm okay. reaching. I'm reaching. You're reaching. Please okay. stop me. Let's take a break. Please stop me. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back to wrap up the show after this. You're listening to Wolf Starks and the Ninjas SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The question is, will he or won't he? Will he be cleared, that being Zach Wilson, or won't he be cleared in time to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers at Acrisure Stadium this Sunday? One o'clock kickoff. And, Max, that's really the question. I mean, you know, we, we spent the last segment talking about Joe Flacco, but the guy they want is Zach Wilson. I mean, that's the guy until he went and had that uh, meniscus tear and uh, bone bruise in the preseason. Uh, Zach was the man. And uh, right now they, they said by, probably by Wednesday uh, he, he should be cleared. Well, we haven't heard anything. Do you think? Maybe uh, Robert Sala is going to, like, play this out until, I don't know, later in the week or kickoff trying to, you know, mess with, uh, you know, with Terrell Austin a little bit. You mean a coach would take an unbridled advantage and try and <laughs> fool another coach in the NFL, Wolf? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I that think somebody would do something yeah, yeah. that dishonorable? Oh, that that dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> dastardly <laughs> oh my gosh that, that that's amazing no um Hoopy yeah would approve absolutely. that word Hoopy she would, would approve, she, yes. she, she would she would approve yeah, she of that would. word but i i think it's um i think you have to you have to play the gamesmanship because anything you could do to kind of take away from directly game planning an individual you want to run as much smoke and mirrors as you can as long as it's a possibility um, you know, I, th- I thought about it, you know, because I, I had I had that game in um, in Los Angeles with the Jags and the Chargers and they were wondering, you know, if it if Justin Herbert was going to go or if it was going to be Chase Daniels right. because he had the torn rib cartilage. And so, you know, it was, oh, man, you know, better prepare for Chase Daniels. And then all of a sudden, Justin Herbert starts the game. So anytime you get that opportunity to kind of kind of fleece somebody, you know, so to speak, and, and get them guessing and figuring out what do you need to do. I, th- I think they ha- you take that advantage, and I think that's what they're going to do leading up to this. Honestly, I wouldn't put, you know, me personally, but I'm not a head coach, right. nor am I a person with a personnel decision for anything in the NFL. Um, I wouldn't put Zach Wilson up against this defense right now or this team because he got injured, what was that, the first preseason game? Um, or midway through the second one somewhere in there yeah yeah so i'm like dude he has not played organized football with these guys for well over a month and a half and we all know what that ramp up period looks like right (laughs) from preseason to regular season you missed half of the preseason right um and this would be the quote quote unquote the first healthy week i wouldn't i wouldn't throw him out there uh coming off of that knee because that knee's going to get tested early especially when You've already heard. We already heard the stat. Flacco's been sacked nine times already. Yes, a lot of pressure on the body when you're still trying to, in the healing process. Not to mention the fact, again, you're still having these huge upheavals in the offensive line. 
You've got another guy, Cedric Oboye, you just brought on. You also got another guy, uh, Remmers, that is a veteran, but he's not up to speed. You know, I mean, so it's it's kind of like, you know, you, you called it musical chairs up front. It really is. It's musical cleats, what have you, musical helmets. Well, regardless, it's just that uh, that uh, jumbulation of players that are being thrown together, a patchwork quilt, if you will. Howie Long, that was a Howie Long term, patchwork quilt. All right, so you got a patchwork yeah. quilt up front. And, uh, you know, are you going to put your, your young buck, your future guy that uh, you know, you know, you're putting all the, all the marbles in, you, you're saying, okay, yeah, come out here and test that knee because we'll, we'll probably have some issues where you're going to get that knee tested, you know, coming up. Very easily, Wolf. Yeah. You will get your knee tested, and it will be t- – and I'm sure Cam would love to take him through the paces uh, <laughs> yes. with that knee. And Alex Highsmith as well, because uh, if, you, if if you're putting out Max Mitchell, the rookie, um, out there at the right tackle position, right, uh, you're 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 going you're going to get some uh, some extra attention. Just say that. Yes. TLC of, of of a negative nature. Yes, no doubt about it. Now think about this. Missy had a great stat. If you remember Monday night, 180 minutes they've played. Okay, the Jets. 180 minutes they've held the lead for only. 22 seconds of that 180 minutes. That 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 is astounding. Isn't that astounding? So, it, it is. And you know, remember what else we talked about on Monday night was the fact that hey, this is also an opportunity for the Steelers to get back on the right side of things and finish out the month or the first four games, two and two. Right. Which when you're thinking about it in quarters, you're still winning the quarter and still put yourself in the hunt um, for that. So, you know, it's something that it's built up, it's built up to be something where you're looking in a positive direction. Nothing's a slam dunk. Nothing is given. Look at the Cleveland game. You know, you don't want to take anything for granted, but it's something that you go into this game, you feel like this could be the thing that could be possibly be a catalyst for Matt Canada and this offense to get some things going because there are some opportunities um, in, 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 this, in this game to do it. And, uh, you know, Coach Tomlin also talked about that young secondary and especially their first-round draft pick, Sauce Gardner, right. and uh, what he thought about him. And, you know, there's a potential there where that could be a challenge. No question about it. Look, all this adds up to, you know, you wonder, is, is he going to be uh, cleared or not? And I, I – and in in my uh, heart of hearts, I got to believe that Joe Flacco is going to be the guy. Uh, they've you know got some sort of you know rhythm going, though they've not uh, performed at the the highest levels. But certainly the, the the Cleveland game had to be a boon for them. I mean, that's the twenty two seconds of leading right there, basically. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to believe that going on the road, playing in Acrisure Stadium on a what could be a hostile weekend weekend for. Uh oh! Wait a minute! Did I hear? Uh-oh. Did we get? Oh, I think we've got breaking news. Breaking news! Wesley Euler here at your Steelers Nation Radio desk. Just announced, Zach Wilson has been cleared, and he will start this weekend for the Whoa. JETS 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 via wow. head coach Robert Sala. I'm Wesley Euler in the SNR studios. Back to you, Max and Wolf. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. And that's why I'm not a head coach because I'd say, eh, don't clear him until the next home game. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently that is why we are where we are, Wolf, is because 
We both were in the same boat, and we both got our battleship sank <laughs> in that moment. Oh, goodness. Well, the, what a way to end it with embarrassing Wolf and I on air. For I don't think so. I think it's novice. great because, yeah, bring the young yeah. buck on. Let's go, baby. Yeah, let's think go take the inexperienced guy out. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think it either. But stranger things have happened, and it is the Jets, right? I mean, they're not trying True. to win this year. They're still rebuilding for the last 50 years. Um, <laughs> missing any of our show today? You can go download full episodes of, of all of our, our podcasts, shows like The Drive. In the Locker Room, which you're listening to right now. Steelers Blitz with Wes and Moses. Steelers Standard with Tom and Jacob, as well as many more. We have the Steelers Review. We have the Savern on Steelers. We have it all here. Just go and find it on wherever you can find podcasts. That's iHeart, Steelers Mobile, Spotify, SoundCloud. We, the whole place of po- podcastification can be done. Thank you again. We'll be back on tomorrow, hopefully with the great Jerry Dulac. This has been In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.